Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back here on One Bills Live. Maddie Glab alongside Steve Tasker. And in this 2 o'clock hour and our final hour of the show, we'd like to welcome NFL Network's Jeffrey Chidea onto the show. He joins us via phone at the Super Bowl right now in Arizona. I'm sure he's making his rounds on Radio Row. So, Jeffrey, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I'm sure you're super busy there in Arizona. No problem. Thank you for having me. So we are discussing discussing roster makeups today on our show. Would you rather have the Eagles roster makeup or the Chiefs roster makeup? And we're on NFL.com, and I find your article, and we thought you would be great to have on the show to kind of discuss how each rosters were built and really how the NFL has changed over the last several years in terms of how GMs go about making that roster. So what led you to want to dive really deep into a story like like this going back to the 70s and 80s of how rosters were built versus 2023 with how the Eagles and the Chiefs got to the Super Bowl with their rosters. Well, I think it was you look at the Rams winning last year with an all-in approach. Look what the Eagles have done this year, where you're back in the Super Bowl six years after trading away your you know franchise quarterback, a guy you draft second overall. Look at all the moves that are being made in the offseason now or on the trade deadline. It just felt as if. GMs were getting a lot more aggressive than what I was used to seeing 20 years ago. And so it was nice to have that corroborated by the people I spoke to. And, you know, to answer your question, yeah, I think that it's just, this is very intriguing because it is a difference in philosophy. Eagles all in, super aggressive, sign a bunch of people, build around a young quarterback. And the Chiefs obviously having a franchise quarterback who I think is going to be there for 15 years plus, and hopefully he can get them back to this game a few more times. It seems to be also the formula has been, and and it sounds perfectly plausible, that if you've got a quarterback on his rookie deal, the rest of the roster gets built up and you can win, and that's when your window opens up. And the problem comes when that guy, when you play so well, and it becomes you got to play the quarterback, you got to pay the quarterback and a lot of other guys. 
Um, how do you keep that window open past that? Well, Mahomes is a perfect example. They paid him the $500 million contract, and they built the team around him and had success when he was in his rookie deal as well. So what's your philosophy, and what do GMs talk about? Is there a general plan like that, or do you just take your team, what you got, and swing big for the roster? Well, I think the general consensus I got was that Time is uh, super important here that most of these guys feel like if you're in that job nowadays, you probably got two or three years to really get things up and running before your owner starts to get impatient. Whereas you look back, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, where you guys have had people there like John Butler and, you know, Bill Polian who did great things, they could be in place for like 15, 20 years and know they were going to hire three or four coaches. So the first thing, these GMs know is that we have to be very mindful of who we're drafting at quarterback. Quarterbacks are always going to matter. The thing that GMs don't want to do today is try to reach and sell a guy as a franchise quarterback when he's not. So if you can get Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow, you know, hats off to you. But if you're trying to turn, you know, somebody who's not bad into a franchise quarterback, that's where you can get in trouble with building a roster. And you look at the way that the the Chiefs were able to get there this season. I think it's really interesting because you have this quarterback, like you called, franchise quarterback, of course, and you're putting all this money into him and you're really building the team around him. But just Patrick Mahomes isn't going to get you to the Super Bowl. You have to have other players around him who help you make it to that goal, who help you see it all the way through. And you may have to part ways with some really important players and people along the way, which they had to do with Tyreek Hill. So how have you looked at how the Chiefs have made their their roster, specifically this year, and it working out for them, making it all the way to the Super Bowl? Well, they took a big swing in the other direction. When they let Tyreek Hill go, and they felt like having those draft picks that came from that deal with Miami would be super important what they wanted to do. And so that was a big step for them, saying we're not going to rely on a superstar at that spot anymore. We're going to try to get solid players who we know our quarterback can make better. So that was the first important step for them, was understanding that if you're going to have a quarterback who is that talented, that expensive, he has to make players better for you. And so they did that. Um, They drafted well uh, this year. They've gotten a lot of production from their drafts. Isaiah Pacheco's been a starting running back. In the AFC Championship game, you had four rookie defensive backs playing at one point. They had a rookie defensive end and George Karloftis playing, so they've succeeded there as well. But they still have to make big moves here. They, they have to figure out if they're going to extend Chris Jones. He's going to be 30 here. and probably going to want a $25 million a year contract. They have to figure out what they do at left tackle with Orlando Brown Jr. who wants to be paid $20 million, $25 million a year at that position. So they've gotten the first part right as far as drafting. The harder part is figuring out who to keep and what to pay them. And certainly Mahomes has given them a huge uh, margin of error on the offensive side of the ball. You don't take – Tyreek Hill off the top of the pile and not feel it. And yet the Chiefs, because of Mahomes really being able to spread the football around, and Andy Reid as well, but they seem to have the formula for being able to do more with less. Uh, And I was saying earlier in the show, isn't that really the secret? If you can find guys that outperform their contracts, you're ahead of the game. It is. It is. And look, they've gotten Marquez Valdez-Scantling was a player who had been up and down this year, but he showed up in the AFC Championship game. Uh, Sky Moore was a player who had an issue, you know, muffing punts earlier this year. He had a big punt return in the AFC Championship game. Um, yeah, I mentioned those rookie defenders. that They've been able to mix and match in a way. And this goes to general manager Brett Beach as well. He deserves credit for what he's done. 
but they've identified people who they know can be a part of this culture, who can make plays when they have to. And even Mahomes would tell you that he's taken a step forward in his own growth and realizing that maybe a year or two ago he would call a play and then say, all right, where's Travis at? Where's Tyreek at? I'm going to those guys. And by not having Tyreek and having to use everybody in the offense, it's made him more patient, more willing to play within the system, and made the entire offense better because of it. And then for the Eagles, it's it's very different. The quarterback situation for them is different. They're able to bank on, on paying less for their quarterback right now and build via free agency and, and also still have some pieces on that roster who have been there uh, for quite some time, who were there in 2017. Uh, this was a team a couple years ago who wasn't winning many games. They were winning four games, and, and now they're in the Super Bowl. How How is their roster turnover over the last few years really different than you see what other NFL teams are doing? Well, I think they would tell you that their philosophy has been, look, we, we can get – we have a good quarterback. We have a really good quarterback who we believe in, Jalen Hurts. But they want to build within the trenches, and so you see that's where they put a lot of their money and a lot of their draft capital is up front in the front seven. Uh, the front four and all the offensive line. But then they, they were also very you – know, Howie Roseman, their GM, was also very shrewd in the moves he made. Um, you know, the, the, the once trade was, you know, five years ago, trading a franchise quarterback and you, you drafted second overall would have been heresy. Uh, but he made that move. He ended up getting some extra picks out of it. He turned those picks into opportunities to trade up to draft Devontae Smith to make a deal to pick up A.J. Brown. And those players have been huge for this team. So really, in a lot of ways, I think they're operating with the mindset that's very similar to the, to the Rams, which is it's great to have draft picks. It's great to have you know, a franchise quarterback if you can get one. But really, until you actually make moves, the names don't really matter. How you got the players doesn't matter as much as getting the right three guys in your room. And I think that's been their mindset. It, it may not be great for them next year, but next year is a long way off. We've been talking here about how this gate week goes and how out of the ordinary it'll be for both these teams. Both these teams have been here recently, so as Maddie said, both of them have veterans of what this week will be like, starting tonight with media media night. Um, But when you break this game down, you really start with the two quarterbacks. Uh, Jalen Hurts on his rookie contract, trying to do something um, very difficult to do uh, as a dual-threat quarterback. And then Mahomes, who's really been the bell cow for the entire league for his entire career uh, as a starter, uh, I think both teams, I mean, you've got to start with those two guys if you're going to handicap this game. You do. You do. And really, you're right. It's, it's, it's a contrast of styles there in that the Eagles don't need Jalen Hurts to play great to win this game. I think the, the Chiefs do. <laughs> the Chiefs have had multiple games this year where Mahomes has had to really lift them on his shoulders and, and get them to the finish line. Uh, and, and that's a testament to his ability, but it's also the way that they are built to play football. They are asking a lot of him. I think in that last game, he was like 91% of their offense against the Bengals. And so you don't have that same kind of disparity with Jalen Hurts. And so I, I root for both of the guys. I, I live in Kansas City. I, I follow Patrick throughout his career. He's an amazing player. I don't put anything past him, you know, the way he played with that ankle sprain. On the flip side of it, I think Jalen Hurts is, is, is emblematic of where the league is going to have to go with the quarterback position because so many guys in college play the way he plays. And when you can threaten a, a defense with your arm and your legs, it's a huge weapon to have. Jeffrey, one final question for us before we let, let you go. 
this article that you wrote and the way that teams are operating and how they build their roster from year to year, do you think this says anything or is foreshadowing anything about the way that the NFL is headed in the future in terms of making a roster? I think you're going to see more teams doing what Philadelphia is doing. Uh, you know, what the, what the Chiefs have been able to do with Mahomes is great, but they have Mahomes. Uh, they don't have the luxury of, of being able to go out, uh, having to go out there and do what the Rams did or the Eagles have to do. But I think really the window of operating for any team is, is now changed. You know, I used to laugh. People would talk about the, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, and they would say, well, he's not going to be able to play at that, at that level when he's, you know, 10 years down the road. How's he going to be able to function all these hits? Like, Ravens aren't worried about 10 years. They're about five years. <laughs> and if you get past five years, they'll figure it out. And so I think more teams are operating with that mindset that, you have a great athlete, a great guy who can run and use his legs to make plays for you. Let's use him as best as we can to see what happens when the dust settles. Jeffrey, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be with us here on One Bills Live. Enjoy Arizona. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jeffrey. All right, that was Jeffrey Chidea of NFL Network. He's a writer and appears on air for them as well. You can check that article out at NFL.com called Making Moves. It's a pretty long one, but it is definitely a good read. Some good insight there as well as to what he thinks the NFL is going to be, how it's going to evolve over the next several years. And I think he's right. You're not always going to hit on a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen in the draft and ways to compete with teams who do have a Patrick Mahomes and a Josh Allen is by maybe dealing away, trading away some of those high picks that you have for players that you know can come in and win right away. Yeah, and it's – because you're playing at such a high level with those guys. I mean, the Bills um, didn't reach their ultimate goal this year, and they're drafting 27th in the mm-hmm. first round. So you're going to have to make do with um, less of a choice than, than you did when you drafted Josh Allen, when you drafted Tremaine Edmonds and, and all those guys. So if you've got to make those picks count, and it's easier to do when you've seen the guy play in the NFL already. Yeah. So a lot of teams, it's less of a gamble. It's just less of a gamble. Not only do you understand that the guy's playing against NFL um, teams, he's also playing in a system that you understand and get, and you can compare and contrast some free agents with others because he's doing exactly what we would have him do in our system, and he's doing it really well. Mm -hmm. Let's get that guy. This guy may be able to do it, but we're not really sure because they're using him in a different way than we would. So we don't have to take a chance on that guy, but we can go get this guy. there's plenty of opportunities like that out there, and it's just less of a risk, and there's, the floor is raised at the point where you go through free agency at, to a point where it's, it's never going to be that high when you draft kids out of college because there's so many unknowns for them. Yeah, and we've heard Brandon Bean say when he's asked about this topic, and it was a really hot topic for the L.A. Rams following that season, following their Super Bowl season when they said, whatever with the picks, we'll we'll get guys in free agency, we'll trade our first-round picks, we'll trade whatever to go get guys in free agency. They did it, and they won a Super Bowl this season didn't work out so well for them they did have injuries as well Uh, but when Brandon Bean has been asked about that topic it's been we want to be good not just one year we want to be good for multiple years Um, but I think within that conversation not that I think Brandon Bean is is, is spot on with that you do want to be good for multiple years you don't want to be a one and done type of team but I wonder 
if he has an amount of years in his mind. And I say this to to what Jeffrey said to us about, you know, the lifespan of an NFL player is not going to be 15 years anymore or is even going to, you know, it's... It, I'll say that I don't know. That's a good question. Is it is it is his... We want to be good for more than a year. Is that five to seven years in his mind? Can you really think 10 plus years now in the NFL to be good over that time span? I do. Based on the way that Josh Allen plays as a quarterback and based on the way that guys are now retiring earlier and more often. Some of them are retiring earlier and more often. Some of them are sticking around longer than ever, like Tom Brady Mm -hmm. and Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger and Phillip Rivers. Quarterbacks... Who, stand, who are guys that can throw it, like Josh has, big arm. If, if he so desires, he can stop running and play a long time and, and expand his skill set mm-hmm. into being more of a pocket passer like a Phillip Rivers or Ben Roethlisberger or any of the other guys that we've mentioned, uh, Aaron Rodgers and those guys. He still has the ability to move and be slippery in the pocket, and he doesn't have to incorporate that into his game. We saw in the last few games of this season against New England, against Miami, uh, and against Cincinnati, he didn't run very much at all. Uh, And they won two of those games. Uh, And there were certain times in the season this year as well where he didn't run very much, and they were winning games. So, And here's the bottom line, though, is really this. Whether he plays like that or not, the league protects them mm-hmm. like they never have before. So guys like Jim Kelly and Dan Marino and Boomer Esiason back in the 90s in the, in the early 2000s, those guys were not protected the way these guys are. And they take full advantage of it. You slide, you're not going to take a hit. You get out of bounds, you're not going to get that extra hit where you get pushed and go right into the bench area and take the table out. You know, It's easier to – it's safer to play the position now. And you, indeed – most of the quarterback injuries we see, including Josh, happen in the pocket. Yep. Because they can slide anywhere they want, and they're never going to take a hit. So that's where most of the problems happen with these guys. So, yeah, I think you can – these guys can – you can count on 10 years with these guys. Mm-hmm. I would you know, I would disagree with that notion. I think you can count on them. Mm-hmm. Certainly they do take a risk when they run it. And we've seen Josh take some massive hits. But we can all, we've also seen him avoid them mm-hmm. if he wants, if, he's, if he wants to. And the game itself will take that away from him. He'll just say, listen, I've had it. I don't want to do that anymore. And he won't have to. Yeah. I also think about it in terms of, like, contracts as well. You know, you we're looking at some of the guys who were drafted under Brandon Bean in his first NFL draft coming up on, on, on time to get a second, second, um, second contract. Are you going to be a part of the team anymore or are you not? So it's kind of like not necessarily a changing of the guard, but you're starting to see or you may start to see some fresh bodies in here who don't look like that core group. Sure, you're going to keep you know a few guys around that are your locker room guys as long as you can um, because you can afford them and because they're really important to the team. Um, but you wonder also – the, the ten to five to ten year conversation of can you be good? Can you be steady for that long? Can you be contending for Super Bowls that long just because of contracts and how those work nowadays and how sure you may sign a guy to a long term contract, but 
when he gets to year five, year seven, where are the outs in there? Now you're seeing people want to want to move and want to try somewhere else if it hasn't worked out uh, for the the beginning of their career. So right. it's it's going to be really interesting to see how this you know traverses over the course of Josh's career, over the course of Joe Burrow, uh, Mahomes as they get deeper into these big contracts that yeah. they've signed. Joe, um, Joe Burrow's going to sign a, a massive deal this offseason. I mean, they're going to sign him to an extension. Lamar Jackson, too, Lamar needs Jackson's a contract. Lamar a great one. Justin Herbert. Uh, Tua Tonga Bailoa is going to come up for a contract yeah. pretty soon. Uh, we've seen Kyler Murray, uh, Deshaun Watson, all these guys sign massive deals, and not all of them have been have well out. received. Yeah, So uh, it comes down to – and and we've we've heard it even on our tweet sheet today where people well and listen if you know forget the roster buildup if I've got Mahomes I'm good yeah but there's only one of him there's only one of Jai there's like a handful of these guys that are difference makers you got to build a roster around those guys too you got to have somebody there all of us were counting the Chiefs out if they didn't have their offensive linemen back in there and they got them you know. Uh, it was Cincinnati who didn't have their offensive line that, that lost the game. So you've got to put good guys around these, around these great quarterbacks. I know it seems easy, but to get to the Super Bowl and win it, you've you got to be hitting like, it, like Philadelphia seems to be doing right now. They're they're great offensive defensive line. Their secondaries are playing lights out. Their offenses are built around these guys that can really make plays. I mean, they're hitting on all cylinders. you got to do that, and they've – they put all they put their eggs into that basket this last year with all these free agents. They got a ton of free agents coming up, and they're they're going to be vastly changed next year, a little bit a la the L, the L A Rams this year. So they you know that you've got to be playing at that level to get there, and that the way they've built these rosters speaks to their the way they did it. The, you know it's a kind of a tight window around these quarterbacks that you know have been so great yeah the eagles were four and 11 in 2020 now they're heading to the super bowl in 2022 and 2023 the year 2022 season um so turnover quick and they made it happen really quick one thing that i also think about a lot with the importance of a quarterback and the importance of developing a young quarterback a rookie quarterback in his first three years and thinking about you know, your your top three items that you have to have and thinking about where would I rank things. Would you rather have in your first three years the same offensive coordinator or would you rather have really good weapons to throw to? What is more important in a quarterback in his first three seasons in, in trying to get him on the trajectory that I you need you gotta him on. I think you got to have good coaching. It matters. Right? It that's matters. that's kind of where I go, but it if you matters. have a if you have a Stefan Diggs and you have um, somebody else, a great wide receiver too on the other side, maybe it's a, a Gabe Davis, um, what's more important? I think you could also you could see both sides and I sure sure people would would go both ways with that argument. Look at the Jets and look at the Bears. Mm-hmm. Two young quarterbacks Nobody around. Well, yeah. actually, the Jets have pretty good players around them. The 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 Bears do, do not. Do not. And somebody like I always think about I with this conversation, and maybe it's not good anymore because of the the way this player's career has unfolded. But Baker Mayfield in his first three years in the NFL, no, none none of no the continuity. same. No continuity. No. N- 
coaching turnover, offensive coordinator turnover. And I look to Josh and his career that he's been able to have, and there was continuity there. Yeah, That's got to be so important. And, were, and one of the reasons was because, well, it's a little chicken of the egg. Josh was being productive and was getting better all the time. I, yeah. mean, I remember back in Josh's rookie year, we all saw it. You know, Bills fans were all about it. And there were all the doubters out there, all the haters that Bills fans love to hate back. But they just said Josh Allen will never be any good. He's never going to be any good at a quarterback, and yada, yada, yada. And then Bills fans watched him week by week get better, and you could see tangible differences from week to week about how he was playing better and better. Just vast improvement. And he did have a long way to go, but he covered some ground in his first year that was really something. And that has to do with Brian Dable, Sean McDermott, you know, you know, uh, Ken Dorsey, all of those guys, and the stability that was around him and the same message that he got. And his progress allowed him to keep those coaches because they were having just enough success to hang in there with his coaching staff mm-hmm. and say, hey, we're making some progress, we're doing good, we're winning game. And in his second year, after a 6-10 and 10 start, then they go to the playoffs, and now we're off, you're off and running. They've had enough success. They're going to keep it on. And, and, he, and then the next year they were – they were the toast of the NFL. It was great. Got to the AFC Championship game. So that, you know, it's a little bit of the chicken of the egg. Great player, certainly. But the coaching and stability gave him a chance to improve to a point where they started winning games, and he then he could kind of own a little bit more of it himself. Yeah. It's – I coaching really makes a difference. Take yeah. it from an old – coaching makes a difference. It really does. So as good as Josh is – and as bad as we perceive a guy like Baker Mayfield to have been with Cleveland. Could it have been different if he it, had that continuity in the first have. three years? It might have he in was a big way. killer in college football. So good. Yeah. And you, you always wonder. I always wonder about things like that. Jalen Hurts is, is a good conversation, too. He gets drafted in, in, in 2020, comes into the NFL in 2020, a second-round pick, and Nick Sirianni head coach for the Eagles in 2021. So you see – you wonder where, where that relationship is going to go. He's in the early days of, of his career as a quarterback, Nick Sirianni, as, as a head coach. Um, so it's it's always a full picture of, sure, drafting matters. Sure, free agency matters. But you also have to have the right guys above you to be able to coach you and develop you, especially with your draft picks, guys who are very young coming into the NFL who haven't, who haven't played in a professional league before and need that coaching, need a little bit of hand-holding in that first year. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into our mock draft watch. Steve is not happy with the guy who has been mocked to the Buffalo Bills four times out of the 14 mock drafts that we've tracked. There's going to be 100 soon enough. We're at 14 right now. So (laughs) hear more about this on the other side of the break. We're One Bills Live. We're presented by Clyde Health. This is Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.